Shut up and sit down. Thursday night, which means we have a guest on tonight. Um, this week, I actually remembered to invite the guests, so you know it's not my fault this week. And also, our our guest this week seems to have much better internet than the, one of the last guys. So, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm just digging at fucking former guests now. It's horrible. Uh. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and bring on the chair of OKLP because he, you know, I'm just going to call him that now. I'm not even going to call him his name. <laughs> I, I'm cool with that. Whoa, I don't think I have a name. Oh, wait, just because their comments are up. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? How's, uh, yeah. how's the Delta 9 life? Oh, it's... uh. It's healing. It's healing. It is indeed healing. <laughs> it's not as bad as drinking all the time. True. True. I, uh, I've i had periods in my life where I smoked every single day. Sometimes just the night. Sometimes just the weekend. Sometimes not at all when I was in the military. And I definitely think it's vastly superior to alcohol in every way. But James... Person... Say what? I was about to say, Jennifer's actually seen me high. She's one of the few people who's seen me high in person. See, if you'd you been there this weekend. They do. Yeah. You should have been there this weekend, man. It would have been it would have been a good time. Was it awesome? Oh, uh, well, I mean, for anything that wasn't convention related. Uh, yeah, fair. That's how conventions are, unfortunately. Right, did you decide if you're going to Reno or not? Yeah, I bought tickets today. Or I bought my plane tickets today. I so I guess oh, yeah. I gotta buy convention tickets or some shit. Yeah. I, I bought the silver package. I didn't care about the gala or nothing. But James Toller reminds us that we do have ad reads. You can find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and Twitter. Not a real libertarian. Crowned by gold, the third and thank God final book of the Royal Green series. <laughs> Uh, we never thought it would come out, but it finally did. Um, I'm legally required to say it's a good book, uh, but fuck Jack Casey. Agreed. Agreed. Alaskan Raven for all your meme needs at Slick Crow. 
James Tollier. So it's T O L L E R for KY.com. That's Tollier for Kentucky.com. Um, James Tollier is a great dude. He's actually helping to raise funds right now. Uh, yeah, good fundraiser going on. Clubhouse, come over to LP Talk Radio. Go, uh, go help out. Go raise some funds. Hell yeah. And Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. This is cool. I've never seen this before. This is the promo for the new show on Monday. I love it. And this is uh, what... So we have... Um, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, so this is our mystery host's new show. Uh, she is an awesome person, uh, even though she is from up north. Uh, we, uh, uh, those are all the clues I'll give them. I might drop one more little clue as to who it is. I think there's a very select few people who actually know who it is. So, uh, I, I know who it is, but I, I didn't realize this was the idea for the show and I actually love it. I'm actually semi jealous cause I've been thinking of this kind of thing for a long time and it's time somebody did this. So I love it. I hope, uh, men aren't turned off by the purple, but I'm sure that this is a great way to bring people into the party and teach them how to be libertarians i think we're oh i knew we're missing something and go to redemptiontactical.com question mark ref equal sign one capital n v x zero for <laughs> your discount and to let them know we sent you <laughs> or you can just hit the, the comment that jennifer put in, in the comment thank there. you jenny as always we also got uh not a real podcast.com go check out that uh we i upload the episodes to the actual website so it's not through youtube it's not through twitter it's not through anything it's just the footage there so if we get nuked everywhere else you can find that there also electnallybruno.com wow we have some busy comments today i love it okay well without further ado let's bring on our guest to make this show a complete success (laughs) welcome chris hey gents how are you Hey man, doing very well. Cool, cool. I, Where are I, you uh, I am currently in front of the local pot shop um, here in Fairbanks. Um, it's called Good Titrations. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm, I'm broadcasting from in my uh, office, which I also call the F three fifty. Do you um, work here at this place, or do you just no? I don't. There? I actually work at a at a retail store here, a Sportsman's Warehouse. Um, I'm blessed enough that I was uh, retired in the army. So I just do this job to help pay the bills and to meet new people and tell them to vote their conscience, right? Freedom and Liberty, baby. So that's been good. It's been good. We, uh, we still do have it's spring, not spring yet. Well, it's spring for us, not for you guys. I think we've got about, I don't know, 30 inches of snow on the ground, but it's starting to melt. That's good. That's good. So Fairbanks is, is North, North, right? Yeah, yeah, I actually live north of the last traffic light in the United States. <laughs> that is uh, incredible. Yeah. How many yeah, people live cool. there? Oh, uh, there's about 200,000 in our, what we call a borough, which you guys would call a county. That's actually a lot. That's it is. more than I expected. Yeah, it is. It's also the size of, uh, let's see, you guys are out of Tennessee, right? I'm Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay, so it's basically the size of uh, eastern Oklahoma. From about Oklahoma City all the way to Arkansas. Gotcha. Or Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. 
Understood. That's that's big. Yeah, that's big. So how long does it take you to essentially to drive from one side to the other? You can't. Uh, there's no <laughs> roads. So there's no roads. Yeah, kind of cool. It's a libertarian paradise. There's no roads. <laughs> <laughs> if it, you know, because you can get your pot. Uh, you can grow it. Um, you can, you, you've got all the freedoms you want, but you have to work your way to them, right? Nothing's given away for free. That makes perfect sense. Is that, is that the message that you are running on? No, I would say the message I'm running on is don't settle for the lesser of two evils, right? Okay. Um, we are very much tied to the federal dollar here in Fairbit in Alaska in general. And I'm, I'm really like, I'm really pushing people and really pulling them along to, to convince them that we don't have to be chained to bureaucrats in DC and mm -hmm. we, we can do better than that. And so it's, so don't settle for the lesser two evils is kind of what we settled on. And it's been pretty, uh, rousing, I guess would be the right word. That's kind of an archaic word, but it's, uh, it's definitely been stimulating a lot of unique minds. Uh, like I said earlier, I mean, it's been, um, it's been such a good slogan that Sarah Palin and that gentleman Coghill came out of uh, retirement just to run against me. And that's not even the tip of the iceberg. There's eight other Republicans trying to run against me. So I'm so badass that they had to pull all kinds of people out to run against me. It's crazy. And I'm just a normal Alaskan. It's it's insane. Will, will they primary first before you run against them in the general? Yeah. So uh, for those who aren't uh, aware that we switched over to ranked choice voting. That's right. I've so done that. I've got to get, I've got to be the top four. I got to be one of the top four. Um, and right now we're looking pretty good. I'm a little surprised. No one's more surprised than this guy. Uh, but, you know, normalcy really does resonate well with Alaskans. Uh, they're really tired of uh, those special people uh, who have politics in their blood. And they're looking for something different. I, I imagine it's probably the same in Oklahoma, too, uh, and elsewhere. But we're, they're just really tired of the system, right? Sure. So how do you uh, sit here as a retired Army vet and say that you'd like to divorce dc dude does that <laughs> like uh does that stir any trouble up with some of your you know other veteran friends what does that do no not even a little bit i mean uh it, I, I know some of you guys are vets too right um when george bush sent me to iraq and i remember doing a re-enlistment for a young man and it gets to that part where it says i will defend the constitution of the united states from all enemies foreign and domestic and I remember going on a patrol that afternoon and looking at the faces of those Iraqis. Uh, not one of them, none of them are even remotely a danger to the United States Constitution. Not even close. Um, I mean, they're, they're farming rocks. Uh, so, yeah, that was an eye-opening experience for me. And then I got home from uh, Afghanistan and I had this amazing mentor and he, uh, he gave me this book, literally this yes. one right here. I love and that. Uh, like, that just changed my mind. I was like, holy crap, why aren't we doing this? And so uh, here I am. Crazy, right? Crazy. How long ago was that, that you uh, found God? I mean, Ron Paul. Ron Paul. Uh, that, so I got that book. Let's see. I deployed back in uh, 2013 and the guy gave it to me in 2014. Uh, he oh, was yeah. retiring uh, as a brigade commander, and he's like, "You got to check this guy out. This is this guy is the real deal." And I was like, uh, "If you say so." And so he uh, handed it off to me, and uh, like after that, it's just been history. I've got to give that book to more people. Actually, that's a great idea. Right? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's right up there with like uh, Message to Garcia and all the other, you know, awesome uh, mentorship books. This one just gives you solutions to problems. And you know, some of those solutions will absolutely work. So we had kind of a big question here from Amanda, uh, which was, how can we support Chris? So do you have a website that people can find yet? I do. I do. I think Shannon is probably listening right now. Uh, she manages some of that stuff for me, but it, it's uh, very simple because Don Young, uh, the former con- congressman, had been there since 1973, literally since Richard Nixon declared Richard Nixon wasn't a crook. Literally, he's been there that long until a couple Fridays ago when he passed away. Uh, we changed, we uh, made our website called it's time Alaska.com. So it's very simple. ITS Alaska. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I actually look that goofy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, just normal, I'm just a normal dude. Um, but yeah, you can see, you know, we, we're, we mean business. I mean, right up at the top, you can see I've got the national debt clock. I mean, that's like, we're all about this mess. We can fix this just requires normal people to step outside their comfort zone and vote for us. And you know, I, I, it's resonating and you can see it's a little, little weak, right? We're growing. Um, I had an amazing opportunity to speak to about 300 people on, on Friday and Saturday of last week. And we collected all kinds of notes. And so because I'm not a politician, I, I don't have all the answers. I literally am the dude who shovels old ladies driveways up here from snow. And I coach soccer uh, for little ones and big ones. And I, and I coach small arms safety and firearms uh, safety and marksmanship for little ones. I literally am the guy next door, right? Just better looking. <laughs> um, so we, you know, we're, we're really getting that message out and it's resonating amazingly well. Uh, and so we've been asking people, how do we solve these solutions? I'm, I, I don't have academia at my, my doorstep. I don't have any special interest other than the Alaskan people. And they've been really forthcoming on how to fix with real good solutions that don't require an increase of taxes, don't require an increase of Fed oversight, don't require any new rules or regulations. They're just simple solutions that don't don't involve special interest. So it's been really good. And you're going to see that update here in about uh, about four or five days, right? We have to vet everything to make sure they make sense. So sure. that's what we're doing. Hell yeah, nice. man. You're on top of it. And what you haven't said yet, what race are you running for? Is this for Senate, for House? It's House. Uh, so it's the congression, uh, the House congressional race, right? The representatives. Awesome. Um, and it's... It's, it's a little daunting, right? Because if I do win, like, then what, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so what we've been now, because that question comes up a lot. So what I've said is that first week after I recover, uh, the first week I'm going to have to get a team together of Alaskans from all stripes, right? So we're going to have to have a couple Democrats because we have Democrats that live here. We're going to have to have a few Republicans because there's a few Republicans that live here. And then the rest of the bench is all going to be people like us, libertarians, right? And then we're going to we're going to represent everybody, including those that didn't vote for us. And we're going to push things like balanced budget amendment. And we're going to push things like, oh, I don't know. Um, the biggest one that comes to our mind is passing uh, land management for Alaska. Right now, it's it's kind of wonky. D.C. controls everything. And it's it's not it's not providing opportunities for future generations. So those are the two top things that we're working on. Awesome, man. You, you're you one of the most prepared candidates I think we've ever had on the show who really has your pitch down. Your website looks phenomenal. I'm, I'm rooting for you hard. I really think, especially, I don't know. Okay, this is a good question for you. How the hell 
do you campaign in a place that's half half of Oklahoma and has roads for whatever percentage of it? Oh, uh, so now that's only half the story, right? My real district, because there's only one congressman in Alaska, basically stretches from Mississippi River all the way to Los Angeles. Ah. Brownsville, Texas, all the way up to Minot or yeah, Minot, Fargo, South uh, North Dakota. Yeah. So it's huge, right? So I've been out to the bush. Uh, they all know me. I, I do all kinds of volunteer stuff out in the, in the, uh, I should clarify what that means. Um, so in Alaska, we have three kind of districts of people. We've got the roadbound people, and that's people like me who live in Fairbanks, Anchorage, uh, Palmer, Wasilla. It's the majority of the population in Alaska. And then we have some poor wankers that live down in the southeast where it never they never see the sun. And then we have people who don't live on the road. They're, we call them the bush. Uh, that's the area it's called. And it's primarily made up of... Uh, a lot of self-reliant folks and a lot of native Alaskans. I do a lot of volunteerism out there in the bush, building all kinds of things for all kinds of people, uh, moving things and uh, you name it, we're doing it. And then in the road network, I'm blessed just to have to worry really about Fairbanks and Anchorage. And I spend a lot of time in the little towns in between. And that's really how we're getting after it. I've got some really good combat vets that live in the Southeast portion where it rains every day. And they're really, helping me champ, uh, champion the message, right? I mean, I literally have someone that lives across the street from the, the governor who's a Republican, and he's already put a sign up for me that said, don't don't vote for the lesser of two evils, stand your ground, be brave, right? So it's pretty cool. So uh, we're really getting after it. Yeah. So you asked a little I'm bit about excited. how, you know, how's a combat vet deal with some of this stuff, right? And I mentioned yeah. Afghanistan, I mentioned Iraq, right? Um, you know, when you look back, you guys, have you guys been over to Afghanistan? No. Okay. I was Kandahar. So, ah, okay. So when you get outside Kandahar, right, we, we didn't promote liberty or freedom there. We promoted pretty, pretty much tyrants, right? Uh, that, that's pretty much what we did. Um, and, and I've seen the ugly end of that. Um, and I, I would just refuse to do that anymore. We need better leadership. And we need people who are going to say, is that really invoking freedom and liberty? Yeah. And if it's not, then why the hell are we here? Mm-hmm. In fact, why are we here anyway? So, um, yeah, it's really resonating well with with vets who are looking back at their time in service and being like, what in the world did I do? Like, I have nothing to show for this. I just see more misery. No, we can do better than that. So, so I'm going to redeploy everybody. Unless there's a, a, a solid treaty that I have to uh, adhere to. I will be that lone voice that says, let's close down most of the foreign bases. We need a few for training and some other things. Let's close down most of the foreign bases. That gets rid of all the top dollar expenditure bills for for Department of Defense. Bring all them wankers home. Give them some time off. Put them back in the service and then start start minimizing where we can, right? Reducing the GS, the uh, general civilians overload and all that other stuff that we have to deal with. Saving us money, right? Yeah. So, yeah. too. Right. It's been, it's been pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's actually, I, I couldn't believe how well that resonated. It's like common sense that no one ever thought about. So anyway, <laughs> he said she was like Cajun libertarian. That's yeah. awesome. It's Cajun libertarian's uh, cool uncle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris Braxton and I host a show on Wednesday nights. Uh-huh. Veteran, so we'll have to have you on that soon. Sometime closer to the, uh, oh. closer to the election. Well, so we can promote you another time. 
And I, I'm totally down with it. What'd you do in the army? Uh, well, I started out at Fort Benning as a, uh, as an infantry guy and I quickly learned, I don't like to walk and I don't like to carry anything either. <laughs> if I don't have to. Uh, and so I, uh, had the opportunity to, uh, uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Right. So that's 1995, 94. Wow. And, um, and computers weren't everywhere like they are today. Right. Uh, and I knew just enough typing in Microsoft word to get myself in trouble. And I became the first sergeant's, uh, witch boy right because <laughs> i don't know what age groups are here but i basically became that poor bastard who types everything and uh next thing i know i'm at ocs like literally i i go from being just a dumb private carrying a m60 machine gun now a 240 and uh carrying a big backpack to work in a laptop because we just got them in 90 that was 98 and then the next thing i know i'm at ocs it's crazy uh and then i became a tanker uh and a cavalryman and that's when I retired, uh, about uh, 2017 now. So it's been people a good don't ride. know. People, a lot of people don't know, but going from enlisted, like working your way up from like an E1 to an officer, they call that being a Mustang or a Mustang or whatever. Yeah. It's it's all Mustang related. But that's actually a super rare thing anymore. You don't see a lot of people go from E1 all the way to officer, even if they're doing yeah. 20, 30 years, because typically that that barrier is there so that's that's super fucking impressive yeah it was it was a uh, kind of unique on my uh exit interview with the commanding general you know promised all kinds of things but they're going to send me to dc and i i wasn't ready to go there and i didn't want to go back to a training center again i'd already been there a couple times um and i finally looked at him like sir no offense but i've been promoted more times than you have <laughs> you know I went all the way to you know when i retired as a major i'm just a normal dude i have no desire to be anything beyond normal and i was in alaska and it's you just can't find a better place than alaska it truly is uh the last frontier i mean i'm pretty sure i saw the mandalorian fly by on a speed bike i mean we are out there at the edge of the empire so damn i really you're making me want to see it i've never been but i've really thought about that and you're selling it well Buddy, you got to come cool. up and, and bring your sweet little uh, Thomas Swole picture with you, too. Uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Hey, so, so Will, would you what, – what category, what biome would you live in in Alaska? The, the street people or the bush people or the, the poor bastards with all the rain? Uh, I'd probably be a southeastern wanker from the sound of it. No, <laughs> southeastern I, uh, I wanker. I'd be a road person. I think I – probably require some ties to civilization like a bar <laughs> at least or at least a liquor store or something in a dispensary but i would like to be a bush person i mean ideally you know like I, I love to hunt i love to fish if i could find the right place and make that sustainable i would love to do that it's it's uh it is kind of cool but uh you know we take for granted being able to go to the grocery store and just pick up what we want yeah you know when you uh when you put a moose down that's that's an all-day event cutting that booger up and then humping it back out to your pickup or to your four-wheeler. And then that's not where the fun end ends. It ends when you get home and you have to now package all that up. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it's, it's a little bit of a daunting task. Um, but you know, you really, it almost feels like you're going back in time, right? You know, oh, it's, it's fascinating. Um, just it's fascinating. That's all I can say. You know, last night we had some of the best Northern lights we've had in probably, probably two years absolutely gorgeous like from one side of the horizon to the other brilliant green brilliant red purples and uh you know i had a buddy who called me and he can take 
moose and game when he wants. And he's like, can you imagine cutting up a caribou with the Northern lights over top of you? And I'm like, yes, yes, I can. It'd be incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. People pay a lot of money for that experience. They do. They do. And the army sent me here and I was, I was done. I, I got here three days later. I'm like, we're posting our flag here permanently. Where are you from so, originally? Uh, my dad was in the service too. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I will be a uh, fifth generation now of service member. Uh, and I'm doing everything I can to keep my boys from becoming sixth generation. Uh, are you really? Oh yeah. You better believe it. Oh heck yeah. Especially under the current, uh, administration, right? The, the, if you go through some of my stuff on my webpage, you're going to see that I put some crap in there about boards, right? And these boards aren't just within the army. So think like the DOD acquisitions core, right? These are all the retired generals who went off to the military industrial complex and then they collapse back onto this acquisitions board and they buy us all kinds of crap that we don't need, crap that we have to carry around, crap that fails, like the striker. Um, and I really wish we could just take those boards and remove that influence. You know what I mean? Sure. And it doesn't just stop at the acquisitions core. It's CDC board. It's the FDA board. It's the National Transportation Safety Board, right? With all those uh, special interest insiders and they just collapse on that board so they can make, they can actually incorporate protectionism for their own fiefdom. And I really want to get rid of that. And so, you know, I, I, I've been in the army, I was in the army a long time and I, I saw, for, we went from a uh, Prick 77 radio to a Singars to this like really stupid, dumb, big honking radio that could talk to the space station and Pluto. And I'm like, why do I even want to talk to those people? I just want to talk on the other side of the hill. Um, so, you know, I think we can really get after that. And the same would be true for drugs and uh, the protectionism of COVID medicine, right? So that's what we're going to work after. And I've got a lot of people here in Alaska that are keen on that kind of stuff. I watch your back, that's man, awesome, man, because that's, that, that's great points. I love that you're just attacking all of those different bureaucracies and they're like basically shadow, shadow governments because that's essentially right. what they are. But I would watch your back because that's dangerous, man. You're, you're hitting them head on for sure. But I love Buddy, it. I've been, I've been blown up. I've been shot at. I've uh, got this. What else can they do? I, you know, I, oh, they've yeah. already sent me to a hellhole. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. True. It's time people start finding out about this stuff. I'm, really I'm reading this book right now called, and I, I say reading, I'm listening to it on Audible. I don't actually read things. But it's, um, it's called Dragon Slayer, and it's about the six presidents who kind of tried to take on the CIA and the deep state, essentially. And it's like yeah. Ted Lincoln, Roosevelt, basically all the presidents who were outsiders, who didn't come from the yeah. political world. Um, right. but it's super fascinating and that it talks a lot about secret courts and things like that, which is exactly what those boards sort of are. They're so low on the radar of the modern man's, the average man's bureaucracy and, and politics that we don't notice that they're operating and deciding things for us. We're watching the Senate races and the House races and the president. Um, and really, those bureaucrats are deciding a lot of the things behind the scenes. Yeah. So if you go down on my website, you're going to see one that says audit the Fed. Uh, that's kind of a misnomer. I did steal that. I frankly admitted it. it was a good idea and it rang well, but, uh, it's really getting after those, those bureaucracies that are not elected and mm. can't be reduced. So they're making rules out outside the constitution and that's just plain wrong. Uh, in fact, 
one day if you can get Sean Thorne on, you know, he's the Senate uh, candidate for the Libertarian Party here. We love Sean. Yeah, we've had yeah. him. So yeah. he's he's running against a young lady uh, who who is actually the faceless bureaucrat that we all despise. Like literally, she spent 16 years in D.C. as an inspector general for the Postal Service and was there when the Postal Service decided that the uh, that the Intel services weren't getting it done enough. And so I guess the Postal Service decided to sacrifice mail to become the next spy agency. And and people are literally flocking to this young lady. And she's uh, she's a dumpster fire. I mean, just wow. just off her rocks. Like, why would people flock to a knowing bureaucrat? It just boggles the mind. So yeah, you're right. It's gonna be dangerous work, right? because uh, we literally are trying to topple over um shadow governments. Mm. Um, but I, I use this a lot, especially when I'm talking to Republicans, because they want to know where I stand on Trump and everything else. Right. And I think it's important that we run a very positive campaign to be encouraging, to be brave, to help folks. Right. Because at the end of the day, I want the government out of charity. That That's my job. That's your job. Um, that, that's our work. There's nothing in the Constitution that says anything about charity because it was assumed that normal people would step up and do that work uh, that needs to be done. Because if you give out charity, you're buying votes, uh, point blank. True. So uh, what I found is in doing so in a positive campaign, I get people ask me, what do you think about Trump? Well, I'll, I tell them there's two things that I really like Trump that Trump did. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that he told all the countries that are relying us on us for defense to start start bucking up and step yeah. up to the plate and start paying their fair share. Like, I appreciate that. And I absolutely hate that word fair share, but that is applicable at that moment. And then the other thing I liked is on his way out, he passed an edict that said, uh, that said, if a bureaucrat isn't meeting the expectations laid out in their job performance, they should be fired. I completely concur. When I was in the army, I spent two years trying to get rid of a, a bureaucrat. I wasn't successful, but I, I won't lie. I, I gave it all I had. Um, and I, I want to hear more about this. Who was this yeah. person? Or like, what did they do? So there's one here that I, I'd like to get rid of. Guy makes $82,000. He can't work Excel, can't work PowerPoint, can't work Outlook, barely, oh can, operate a, can't, barely can operate a phone. I mean, and we're paying him. We're, we're paying that guy. $82,000 a year, plus all the other benefits that the, the wiener is going to get. Right? Old? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oldish. I don't know. 55. I mean, I'm approaching 50 now, so I got to be careful what I say, but, um, <laughs> you know, but he's just, uh, he's a mushroom. You feed him crap. He grows. And that's about all he does. Right. He's a toadstool. So, uh, so we got to get rid of those people. And those are, you know, like I said, those are two things that I really like that Trump did. Now, there's also, uh, there's also a reach around that, right? So, you know, you know that the deep state is deep when if you're that one dude that the FISA court like just thrashed repeatedly with dossiers and all kinds of other junk, and yet you signed the Patriot Act back into law in 2018. You just know that there's something nefarious going on. You just have to assume yeah, that. You're right, man. So, so yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna get after it. Uh, I will say this: uh, uh, the late Don Young, Congressman Don Young, did not sign on to the Patriot Act. He was one of the lone Republicans who did not sign on to that. And you know, I appreciate him for that. 
I truly do. Some of the other things that he's done, I'm not so thrilled about. But but that one lone thing, I completely concur with. Oh, yeah. And Ron Paul. One thing. <laughs> Ron Paul, that's right. And Ron Paul. One thing a lot of people don't realize is how how big the bureaucracy is for the federal government. You're, you're talking 1.6 million employees. So was it 98% of your government is pretty much non-elected officials who, like, as you said earlier, make all these determinations. The ATF is the prime example. Every so many months we hear about this new scandal about something's going to be banned or something's going to be reclassed or whatever, because it's a bunch of bureaucrats that sit around all day and make decisions about your, your rights to own firearms because they put the right stuff on a job application. You know, what's really kind of unique about that is when you really start to pick that apart and really like get after it, you know, like stab it with a bayonet, uh, watch it bleed <laughs> out. what you find is that there is no oversight of these organizations. Uh, and I'll give you a good, for instance, in uh, 2018, the DOD was told you're going to do an audit. It is currently yep. 2022 and that audit is still not complete. And we're trusting the most precious thing America has with an organization that can't even count beans and bullets and money. No way am I going to send my kid to be the fifth, the sixth generation. No way. And I wouldn't send your kid or the neighbor's kid. I wouldn't even send a Democrat's kid out there to do that or a Republican's <laughs> kid because it's just folly. So uh, we're going to fix that. And I want, I want to see people fired. I want Did to, you see I, the I'm results of the fired. audit from. I want them like paraded on C-SPAN. You know what I'm talking about? Like straight up, yeah. clock, you're fired. Get the fart out of here. Take, don't even worry about taking your crap. I'll pack it myself. Get out of here. So, yeah, it's, that's what did, we're all about. Did you see the results from the audit, the first DOD audit they had? It was like $64 billion is what accounted unaccounted for. $64 yeah. billion. Dollars. They're like, we don't know where it went. I'm like, buddy, that's $64 billion. Like you tell me, you tell me like, Hundred million. Okay, I see that. That's it's a large, it's a large department, right? Sixty-four billion. You know what? What's really funny about that is no one lost. Okay, it's not really that funny for a vet. It's kind of entertaining, but nobody lost their job over that. And you better believe it. If a private, a specialist, a sergeant, a staff sergeant, a lieutenant, a captain lost one piece of equipment, one little widget. Oh, they're paying for that crap. You better damn believe it. They are. And it's going to yeah. reflect in their, their performance report. And mm -hmm. they're going to be forever remembered as that dude who lost X, you know? And yet we have these guys strolling around knowing that they just blew off $64 billion and they're still in work today. Like just think about how many people's yeah. lifetimes that is in money. Right. Because we, we really write off money as like too small of a thing, but it's really literally life. It's time. Right. And for a lot of people, you know, the, the less money somebody makes, the more valuable, the more that reflects their actual life. Um, so I just think about that. They shrug that off as if, you know, it is a big department. They've got a big budget. But damn, that's we're, we're literally throwing people off cliffs or not literally. We're figuratively Man, you, what we're doing. You're spot on, buddy. Spot on. I actually talked about this the other day with a gentleman uh, named Rodney the uh what is it freedom tax day like keeps moving back and back and back and that is exactly right that 64 billion dollars meant i had to pay i had to work that much harder to pay for my taxes exactly and i i just you know if no one's going to be held accountable for that then our time's too precious to let government take any of it right way too and precious. we're gonna 
and we're going to leave them with our, our sons and daughters? No, I don't think so, partner. Yeah. Like, no yeah, way. Right. No way. So let me ask you this, Chris, because Alaskans tend to be pretty um, independent-minded and individualistic, I would say. Where, do you think the federal government's a requirement? Do, would you like it to stick around forever? Or do you see a world where there's some kind of other solution? Uh, when you mean federal requirement, like... Well, I mean, do you want there to be a United States of America and a government that represents that forever? Or do you see more something uh, like states dividing? Because I'll be honest, for me, I don't. I'm more of a let's divide into 50 pieces and have a treaty and that's it kind of thing. No, I... I what I would prefer to see is the United States stay together. Um, what I would really like to see is United States under Calvin Coolidge. Right. I mean that if he's not in your, uh, your book, he probably ought to have been like that dude. Like he didn't fart around. He took his gloves off and did stab people in the face. Like I, I appreciate that. And he was a quiet, uh, nobody quite frankly, but he was mm -hmm. extremely effective of getting rid of government. And um, it's because of him that dual federalism, like that's where the states and the federal government kind of are on a 50 50 uh, power struggle, uh -huh. really remained until, well, until FDR, right? Uh, the passage of the, of the New Deal. And that's when federalism really kind of took off and state powers kind of dropped. And I, I would really like to see it become more of a dual federalism thing. Um, I'm not quite ready to give up on America yet. I'm a, I'm a product of, I don't know, 60, 16 states. So I'm not quite ready to give up on it. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of people who don't realize Alaska is part of America already. So, uh, you know. <laughs> well, I love, I love the land and I love the people and I love the culture. I don't think any of those things have to disappear. Um, but I think that our bureaucracy is too deeply entwined in too many facets of life to be undone one string at a time. I think it has to be burned. Um, but I don't think that that should be done violently, of course. I just think right. that I think that there's not a solution to which our current government still exists in the future. I just want to say if we do if we do break into 50 states, will uh, Tennessee will in fact break that treaty. We're, we're going for North Carolina and Virginia first, and we're coming for Oklahoma. <laughs> we there will all, there can be only one. It'll be the United <laughs> State of Tennessee. <laughs> no, you're gonna you're gonna make it out of there, and then realize we don't carry your tobacco and uh, Jack Daniels in Oklahoma. You'll turn right around. You're like, damn it, fuck this. We've already got it in Tennessee, though. Yeah, exactly. So you'll you'll want to go back to the land where the whiskey flows and all that. <laughs> You know, uh, I don't know. I, I was talking with a gentleman uh, this morning, right? Uh, this old, like, crotchety vet, right? I mean, the guy was, like, in Korea War when he was, like, 12, and then he was, like, <laughs> in Vietnam. And, I mean, the guy's just, like, like just crotchety. You know what he reminded me of? He reminded me of that movie Gran Torino, right? Get off my lawn. You know, that was the kind of guy he was. So, uh, I'm, and he's, he's talking about how bad things are and this and that and how he's going to go up into the hills and live forever. And, uh, and I was like, man, you know, we're going to leave behind footprints. No matter where we go, we're going to leave behind footprints. And we either leave good footprints to people to follow, or we leave a crap show, right? A shit show. And uh, I I'm just more in favor of leaving good footprints to people to follow. And a good example of that would be like conservation, right? That's the one thing that kind of really holds Alaska together is the ability for us to go out and do salmon fishing for our family or halibut fishing for our family, moose hunting, caribou hunting, whatever, and have that resource available for the freedom and liberty 
of the next generation. So those are kind of some of the things that we we see a lot of. And it, that's kind of like an example of a good footprint that we leave behind. And, you know, we're we're struggling with that, with the bureaucracy that we have today uh, from the federal government. Uh, we don't control a lot of that, although we wish we would. Um, and so there are some uh, strings I would like to see cut, <laughs> like that one. Um, and then there's some other strings that uh, I don't think Alaska could afford Fort Wainwright uh, in the protections that, that, that little meager army post provides. So there are some things that, you know, we're going to have to give and take, and it's going to take some really dedicated surgical strikes to get after some of the bureaucracies and shrink down the, the reach of the government so that, you know, we live with more freedom and liberty. I, I don't, and I don't have all the answers, partner. Like I'm going to rely on you guys. If I make it, I'm going to be like, Hey, not will, not bootleg. What, what do we do? You know, <laughs> what do you think about X? Uh, and then, then people in Alaska are going to be like, why are you talking to them wankers, man? We live in Alaska. Move, you know? <laughs> right? So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be pretty darn exciting. I'll tell you that. Well, I'm glad that you still have hope in, in the, the surgery and the process <laughs> of fixing what's there because I've, I've lost it, but I'm glad you still have it. Cause if somebody's still fighting that fight, still makes me happier in the long run. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, I think we're a little beyond surgery at this point. And then, I mean, just call the coroner and bury the body at this point. I mean, I don't <laughs> think there's, I don't think there's much, uh, much left to cut rod out from. So, so, I mean, so no AED, no, uh, no final life skills. Just, just let her go, huh? No, no. just, just care. push no it out the river. man. <laughs> So kind of like that uh, commercial that they did with Paul Ryan, right? With his grandma in the wheelchair and they just push him off the cliff. <laughs> yep. I don't remember that. So <laughs> be free grandma, be free. Fly little birdie fly. So, <laughs> uh, well, your election this November. Yeah. So it's kind of unique, right? Because, uh, because our, uh, our Congressman died in an airplane, which is also ironic. Uh, he um, he got there because of an airplane crash. Literally, uh, the two guys that won ahead of him both died in the same airplane. So then he had to go to D.C. and then he died a couple Fridays ago in an airplane. So it's kind of ironic, but because he died, we have to have a special election. Wow! And so it's a mail-in primary, which is going to be really difficult. Um, I won't lie; that's uh, that's going to be like running up an avalanche. That that one's going to be kind of tough to to do, but. I've got some really good people helping me and I've got some just, I've had some amazing interviews with people and just on the street, uh, face-to-face meetings. It's just been incredible. So, uh, I've got that, that, um, that's in May. And then I have a, a primary and an election on the 19th of, of August. And then if I win, I go to DC and start wrecking things. And then uh, if I win in November, uh, I'll have a permanent seat there for two years. And I've already told people, you guys probably looked it on the website, but I've already told people like they get six years out of me. I'm not a career politician. I want to be with my family. I want to be fishing, mainly fishing. I love my family, but mainly fishing. Um, Don't tell my wife. (laughs) But um, Yeah. So that's what you get out of me in the house. You, You get six years. So I'll run for the first year. I'll run for the second you know, term. And then the third tour, like that's all she wrote. You better get another dude ready or another dudette ready. Cause I, this guy's out of here. 
So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what we're Chris? looking at. Say that again? You got a boat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I got a Go Devil. What's that? Uh, it's a uh, flat bottom aluminum skiff that has like this ridiculous lawnmower engine on it and nice. this like blade that kind of half in the water, half out. Nice. So, is that for like rivers and stuff? I do. Swamps, nice. rivers. Yeah. I guide in the summer. Nice. Yeah. For trout yeah. and stuff or what? Salmon? Uh, for grayling and pike. Yeah. I'm, I'm at oh, oh, I'm, I might come up and take a guided pike trip, man. I'm, I'm dead serious. But I don't know. Once you do it, you don't go I'm back. Serious. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to do last for a long time. That'd be a sweet vacation. But, yeah. uh, you know, bring bootleg up with you. And we do I have can. booze here uh, quite a bit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Good titrations is literally right over there. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, and you have all day sunshine in the summertime. So, uh, you can, you can party like no tomorrow and still catch all the fish you want. So what are you throwing out? Are you doing artificial stuff or a uh, live bait usually? No, you can't use bait up here except in the wintertime. So everything right. has to be uh, artificial. Uh, yeah. and I fly fish, which is a horribly addictive sport i never thought i'd own fingernail polish and hot pink boas and fur and feathered like that's just not my thing but once you get into fly fishing like all everything is out of the boat man everything you're mm. you're, you're willing to try everything uh, and so i fly fish quite a bit and i take uh, clients out fly fishing and if they can't get the hang of it because it takes a little bit of rhythm uh then uh then i give them a cast or a spin rod and we get after them anyway okay oh so, yeah it's good I'm, it's a good I'm time I'm I'm thoroughly sold on Alaska f for the simple reason it's just Russian version of Tennessee. Lots of mountains, good places to disappear into. I just, dude, I lived two years in Oslo, Norway. I've had my fill of snow for a lifetime. It's, I just can't do it anymore, man. It's just it's just too much. Ninety three inches, brother. Ninety three inches of snow. Like you just can't make that up. I mean, that's more. Last year, I think we got 63 inches or 62 inches, and we got 93 this year. Like, no more. No mas. Jeez, forget that. No bueno. Uh, we're going to ship it all south to you guys. <laughs> we'll take it. No. Oklahoma's no. got quite a bit lately. We're, we're all right, honestly. We got plenty. You can send that shit to Oklahoma. Express mail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for the snow and for a few months, but I just want my spring and summer back is all. I don't think I can yeah. handle Alaska's long winter. It'd be hard. Uh, it's, it's something, man. I won't lie. It's something. Um, but you know, you kind of get used to it, right? Cause it allows you to really enjoy the, the summers, right? You I mean, you really like, you don't, you don't mess around in the summertime. You went through this long, brutal, dark winter. Like there's, there's nothing more sacred than, uh, than summertime in Alaska. So this is kind of what it looks like. So there's all the snow, right? Wow. So that snow will be there for another, I don't know, probably another couple weeks uh and then hopefully i'll be fishing so heck yeah yeah we don't have any pike down here in oklahoma so that's I've, that's always been on my hit list man i i caught one last year with a client well he caught it and i uh, i helped bring it into the boat it was 49 inches long uh, and <laughs> Holy crap. that's not even the biggest one i uh i helped guide out west uh off the yukon and the boat next to me like I don't know. It might've been 20 feet away. That dude hammered one. That was probably every bit of 56 inches. Um, just Lord. enormous. 
I want to see the mouth on that thing. It's terrifying. You, you could you could fit a basketball down the mouth. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I don't even want to swim in the water with that. Yeah, thing. I uh, I I caught one uh, just outside town here at 52 inches, and there was a bigger one in the water. And my wife only allows me to have one fish on the wall, and I was like, I think I can catch that one. And I got fever. <laughs> I, I let that booger go, and as soon as I let go, I was like, that might have been stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you uh... yeah. You should start a company where you do pike tours. Like, just start a company and just call it the Pike Syndicate. Right. <laughs> so uh, we've got one right now. It. It's, it's called Drifting By, uh, and we uh, we do raft trips and we do rentals and we do adventure travel and photography and all that junk. Uh, it's it's been pretty rewarding. Uh, we get a little, we get a couple wimpy people there occasionally. <laughs> and, uh, and I and I got to lay down the law, you know. And they're like, "No, I'm paying for this. You do what I say." And I'm like, "Okay, buddy, you row. I'm done." <laughs> and I just walk off. <laughs> so, oh, eh, well, it is what it is. But yeah, come on up uh, anytime. Uh, maybe not right now. It's pretty ice covered, but uh, but yeah, we're uh, we're always available. So, Chris, awesome. where uh, where can people support you? We got your website. Let's pull that up again. But uh, anywhere else we can go or anything else you want to plug? So, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I appreciate it. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, um, oh, man, I hope Shannon's on right now. She could probably tell me. Uh, it's, uh, man, I look like a Republican there. Okay, that's the <laughs> <right> there. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I have a web, I have a Facebook. I think it's like AK Chris or AK for or Chris for AK or something like that. Um I do all the uh, publishing on it, but I am so Facebook illiterate because I can't stand the uh, Zuckerberg feller. Um, but without <laughs> Facebook, I, I can't, I can't win. It's sad, yeah. but true. True. So uh, if all your listeners and watchers and everybody else and all your friends and unfriends and people that you just call acquaintances could just like hashtag my name, like I'm just a normal dude with, with normal goals and aspirations of tearing down bureaucracies. Uh, yeah, text it out, put it out, put it on Facebook, push it for me. We did a quick math thing up here. We found out that I need about 300 Alaskans to just push my name to get into the algorithm. Cause there's only like 750,000 of us. And if I want the same response in the lower 48, I got to have something like 3,500 or 3,600 to even like be a blip on the radar. But if I can get that, then people in the Southeast Alaska and people up in the bush will actually get a message from me. And that's kind of pick and sweet, right? Uh, so we're going to try to take advantage of that and uh, and run with it. But other than that, you could donate. Uh, we're, we're on the cheap, baby. Uh, we're we're literally grassroots uh, motivated. So uh, so yeah, I'm uh, in front of the bank that I use. Like we're just local normal people, man. Uh, I can't say it enough. And you know what would be really good is if there's any Alaskans out here listening which I think there's a few because I told them to be here. But uh, what would be awesome is if they just went next door to their neighbors and, and simply were encouraging, right? I don't need anybody really to poke anybody in the eye or worse. I just need them to be encouraging and let them know that freedom and liberty are of the utmost importance. And the only way we're really going to get there is by influencing former Republicans, former Democrats to step up in bravery and courage and actually vote. Vote for something outside their traditional pathway. 
And I won't lie, man. Like that's, that is really hard for some people. I mean, it truly is. You know, my heart goes out to him. I mean, we were all probably one of those wankers for a while, but we, one day we saw a sign and it said, be brave. And we all became libertarians because it made oh, sense. Yeah. Right. And so that's really what I'm, I, I really could use. So money's great. I really appreciate it. Name recognition is awesome. I really appreciate it. But for those Alaskans that are here, man, to please go talk to your neighbors. Let them know that they don't have to settle for the lesser of two evils. Like they don't have to anymore. They can't go to the ballot box and say, damn, I wish there was someone normal. They've got one, right? They got, well, mostly normal. Uh, me and John, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're just, you know, two normal dudes. Well, he's he's kind of a pretty guy. I'm more rustic. But, uh, you know, we're just two normal Alaskans, and we just think it can be done better. And so when we win, um, you, you'll probably hear more of us because uh, I can't be the lone voice in the wilderness quiet. You, you can't be that guy, right? Sure. Uh, that That's not what we're called to be. We're called to be fearless. And uh, I've already been blown up a couple of times. I've already had my bell rung a couple of times. I've been shot at a couple of times. So going to DC and having the media, you know, make up stuff, well, whatever, man, you're going to have to bring something better than that. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're working on here. We're hoping we can get, uh, I don't know if you guys know that Tom McDonald guy, but we're hoping mm -hmm. we can get that dude to put me in one of his songs. And then the other dude, uh, I think his name is NF. Like if I could get NF and Tom McDonald to do a song about us, like I don't even have to win. That'd be picking sweet. I'd be out. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, we appreciate you for being on. We'll keep supporting yeah. you. And like I said, we'll have you on the other podcast closer to election time. Dude, I, I'd appreciate it, man. I, I really do. And for I saw a bunch of things that came up, uh, questions as we were talking, some some text. It, just go to my website. Put it in there in, in the little box. The uh, Here's a shout out to Miss Brianna, who's running uh, the website for Queter. Uh, she is phenomenal. I, I didn't make that website. That young lady did. And I'm telling you, man, if you need a website made, she's the one, uh, okay. she is amazing. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's a quick shout. I won't do too many of those, but she's pretty awesome, but yeah, put it in the comments and, and give it to us. L let us know what you think. And then, and then if it makes sense and it, it, it meets Alaska standards, then, uh, then we'll adjust it and we'll add it to the website and we'll move forward until we've got a good plan ahead of us and we just go and crush people because uh, that's what we got to do. So anyway, uh, I appreciate it. I, I would like to leave one last thing. You know, when you're driving through the farmland and you see all those big billboards and it says, you know, um, land of the home, you know, a land of the free because of the brave. Uh huh. I would tell all of your libertarian friends that we normally associate that with vets, right? In, in Chris Bai's humble world, um, that's actually voters. That's that that's what the brave are. They're actually the voters because once the soldiers overseas, they're not necessarily worried about voting. They're worried about not getting killed and, yeah. and making sure that their buddies don't get killed. So what it really requires is brave people stepping up to the ballot, or becoming candidates, being that normal person on the ballot and voting for that normal person on the ballot, even if it's uncomfortable, right? Because uh, literally we are supposed to be land of the free because of the brave and it's not turning out that way because we're lacking bravery in the ballot box and so that's what we're you know that's what we're fighting for uh and again i appreciate you guys having me on it's been pretty sweet yeah um i'll do a november election coverage again this year i did one last year i did one for rob burke that was the first one i did oh, and i did nice. election coverage last november 
because I did that one with David Fight. God, that was a long night. Holy shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll do another one this year. This one will be a long night for us too, right? Because I don't know what time it is your place, but right now it's only four o'clock mine. So, uh, and I've got a lot of. It'll be a long night. It'll be a long night. But I think we're gonna be win. We're gonna we're gonna win big early, and then everybody can go to sleep, and everybody else can you know cry. So. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to get you on for that one, man. Yeah, I'll I'll holler at you about it. Cool. Cool. Uh, a shout out to you guys and to uh, Miss Shannon if she's still watching and listening. I, I again, I appreciate all the help. Appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Cool. Adios. See you, bud. That's what? awesome. That's it. That dude is prepared. He's ready to go. I'm ready. That dude is polished like a coal in a diamond, son. That was impressive. Yeah, yeah it was, man. Fuck yeah. All right, bro. Well, There's I got to Say what? I was going to say, there's one point there where I was like, I was speechless. He had said a bunch of shit. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. like this guy's a libertarian? Like, yeah, right? he, they're he not all weirdos? <laughs> That's good. We need people like that that actually are prepared and have their shit together and ready to run because he's he's ready to run. We get too many half-assed campaigns in this party, but that's amazing. Um, so, hell yeah, I love seeing more candidates like them. Sean's the same way, man. We have so many good ones this, this season coming out of the works. I love it. Um, but I got a roll, brother. Uh, you guys go to Veteran Caucus, OKLP.org. Follow us everywhere. What's up? Roy's late to the party today. But anyway. Late to the dance. Yeah, go uh, tune in Monday night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time for Liberty 101. All oh, we yeah. need to start. Uh, we all need to start somewhere on the path to change. So, uh, you know, it'll be, it's a new show with a new kind of format. She's doing it how she wants to. And I was like, Here's the keys. Start her up and fire her up. Let's, let's see how this goes. Let's do it. But, ladies and gentlemen, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all coming out tonight. Uh, Will's got to go sweep the leg, which he got third place in a tournament here recently, right? I did, dude. It was awesome. It was super fun. It's awesome. Sure, I can't do that shit. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good liberty. And uh, Chris Byer, now that he's not here, is not a real libertarian. Peace. <laughs>